Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. This is where we talk to marketers about what they're doing today to drive results. Drive Time Marketing is sponsored by M Partners. All the tools, resources, and flexibility of a big agency, all the attention and creativity of a boutique shop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drive Time Marketing, tips, tricks, and tools to bring your marketing to new and great destinations. I'm Julia Parkamo, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Kira Reed. Kira is the founder of Caden Academy, which is providing business education for cannabis entrepreneurs. Welcome, Kira. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the time. You know, I had a small conversation with you a couple of days ago, and I've just, uh, my head has just been spinning because of the opportunity that is in this new industry that is just growing, it seems at a very quick pace. And so I wanted to talk about a couple of things. First, about this niche that you seem to have carved out for yourself. But first, some terminology. As I said to you before, and I'm sure our listeners have seen the term marijuana, and then they've also seen cannabis. And so I know that a big question is, are they interchangeable? Is one more accepted than the other? How, how should we be proceeding now that we're thinking about this industry? Well, as you know, as the industry has been growing, we started with marijuana. Marijuana was the term that has been so um, vilified. Um, you know, when we think about marijuana, we think about reefer madness. We think about you know those kind of ideas that have culturally been painted about marijuana. So referring to it as cannabis is kind of, there's no memo that went out or collective agreement that we've all signed to say cannabis instead of marijuana, but it's part of the rebranding effort to look at cannabis not as just, uh, you know, something that might make you go crazy if you smoke it according to Reefer Madness, but a legitimate medicine that should be available to everyone. Um, so when we say cannabis, it doesn't have that kind of cultural attachment and stigma to it automatically that marijuana does. So I prefer cannabis. The people that I work with prefer cannabis. It's just kind of a, a modern way of referring to it. One of the things that I do want to definitely talk about as we go through this conversation is branding, because that's just something that's near and dear to my heart. But let's talk about the markets and how they're opening up. And it, it feels like it's a little bit of a gold rush opening to open up dispensaries and, you know, adjacent businesses. What are the challenges and opportunities and, and how is Caden helping businesses stand the test of time? Okay. So those are all very good questions. Um, wh what is the opportunity with dispensaries? So the Great thing about what's happening with cannabis now is it really is opening itself up to more people than ever before. With it becoming recreationally legal in a lot of states, it's removing a lot of stigma and a lot of access. So for instance, here in California right now, while it is technically recreationally legal, which means you can be in possession of it and not committing a crime, um, you can't actually buy it right now unless you're a medical marijuana patient. So what that means is as we move into January, where we're expecting to have our retail mechanisms in place so that we can start offering it to the public from a recreational perspective, right? So you don't need to have a medical card. What this means is that you'll have the opportunity to choose a lot of different types of people to cater to. So for instance, you might decide you want to be the kind of place that feels like um, a, a medical clinic. 
So it feels, you know, white jackets and somewhat sterile and a feeling that you've actually just walked into a doctor's office or into a, a medical clinic of some kind. That's going to be what will be appealing and comforting to a certain audience. Then you may have the, you know, there's a gorgeous dispensary in Seattle where it is recreationally legal now, and it's owned by a woman, and it, everything in it is just incredibly feminine, the lighting is beautiful, so that appeals to a very different kind of audience, but they're, so you're selling essentially the same product, mm -hmm. but now you have all different types of people that you can appeal to, different environments and experiences that you can create within your store, because now you're reaching far more than just the people who've gone ahead and gotten that medical license, so, or, or prescription. So there is that opportunity um, in, in really creating an experience and having certain types of products. If you only want to have products that are um, uh, organic or if you only want to have products that are made and packaged for the elderly, you know, these are getting very niche. But what I'm seeing happen here in California is as the walls come down around its legality, people who you know, one in four women in California is on anti-anxiety medication. And I think that, you know, with all of the attention on the opioid crisis, people are really, they're nervous about taking prescription medication to deal with things. And now there's this awareness, well, hey, there, you know, marijuana or cannabis can actually help treat these issues. So more and more people are now being drawn to want to try the medicine for the first time. So it's just, it's going to open up the market so much so that we can really start becoming more niche driven. So, th so there's that piece of it that's really the opportunity. But something that we've been talking about here in California that is also really kind of important to keep top of mind is as these retail mechanisms go in place, as more and more states become legal, we're looking at actually having products in major stores, eventually maybe one day a Target or your local gas station, or as it becomes more readily available, more people apply for licenses, it becomes more normalized, those dispensaries are going to have a harder time actually bringing people in. So, you know, we kind of have to look down the long term, what's coming down the road, and if you do create it in a dispensary, it really needs to be focused on an experience. What is the experience people are having that will continue to make them choose your place as opposed to the gas station, you know, or their local super center store? So <clears throat> there's there are a lot of things to consider, and it isn't necessarily a home run. Have you seen any examples of some dispensaries that are, are ahead of the curve in in designing those experiences and really being thoughtful about how they're going to develop their business for the long run? Personally, I have not seen much here in California. I'm really kind of disappointed actually with what I am seeing, but it goes hand in hand with the regulations and the restrictions because each municipality has its own decision to make about where they're going to allow them, if they're right. going to allow them, what the capacity is going to be. So you have to work within those confines to start with. And here in California, where I am in the northern part of the state, uh, in San Francisco, there are some really beautiful dispensaries, but it's they're not that easy to come by quite yet. I've been to one in Seattle, and I told you I was just so impressed. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing one in Vegas. Apparently, there's one at the airport there that right. is be high end that you were saying that you were the one that told me that so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one but I haven't it's you know I know MedMen is doing a great job with the dispensaries that they're taking on down in Southern California I've only seen pictures but that's you know it's still being kind of focused in on just upgrading the traditional dispensary instead of necessarily creating this whole new experience mm -hmm. 
So I'm very anxious to see where the innovation in that direction goes. I mean, I think it's very fair to say that the, the industry as a whole is still in its infancy in, in terms of developing branded experiences in their marketing communications. And, and then on top of the industry sort of feeling its way around, the industry itself is faced with many restrictions when it comes to the marketing and the communications. Yes, we're very restricted. So think about alcohol. It's a good way to kind of understand how those regulations are going to, to pan out. So right now, you cannot put anything on your product that may be appealing to children. So no animations, colors, um, conversations or ideas that might in any way be mistaken for being appealing to children. That is no-no. You cannot feature anyone under 21 in your ads or in your packaging. And then each state and even each municipality, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure about when it comes to packaging. I think it just drills down to the state. But every state's going to have very different regulations. Um, I'm still not totally certain on where they're going to land here in California. But, you know, I had somebody come in from Montana and take a look at some of my packaging from things I had bought at a dispensary. And he was absolutely blown away at what we could get away with here on our packaging versus what they get they they have to follow in Montana. So every state is going to have different regulations and you have to make sure that you understand down to a local level if there are any regulations that you need to be aware of that you're following them because you may I mean that's the kind of thing I mean cannabis is can be a very high risk venture because there are so many different ways that you could actually get into trouble. Yeah that you have to be really, really careful around. So those are the things that are most important. Really, really understand what those state local and local regulations are around your packaging. And, and then also one of the things that I've seen a lot of um, cannabis companies miss is basic uh, FCC regulations around how you market and advertise a product, period. period. So, you know, advertising that you are advertising discounts on product. Now, it's, you know, it's one thing to advertise a discount on a, a pen that doesn't have uh, any product in it, but it's a very different thing to be offering product discounts and giveaways on actual cannabis or cannabis derivatives. So, you know, I've seen people doing that and that can get you in trouble. You, you've got to be very careful because, you know, you can't do alcohol giveaways. It's kind of the same right. idea, right? So look to those laws to really understand and get a sense of what's coming for cannabis, but also understand that we're going to have probably harsher regulations on us than even alcohol. And it also becomes a challenge if you, you go, do go through the process of developing this great brand to, to expand into other jurisdictions, you, have a whole, you could possibly have a whole new set of rules that might even be contrary to the rules that you've been working in in the, in the, the jurisdiction that you're presently in. That's right. And here's a really good, here's a really interesting thing that I, we've seen happen recently. The government has made certain medical claims in their research. You know, you can find that where they have made claims that they say, you know, cannabis actually does help with this or that condition. Um, and so a lot of companies have been using those product, those claims. And now, no, you, you can't talk about any of that. And even though that's how you've been selling your product up to now, now they're cracking down on it and saying, no, you cannot make any medical claims whatsoever. 
So there are ways that, you know, as all along the chain from looking at it being completely illegal and the business that existed there to it being fully illegal, there are going to be people all along the way in this transition to full legality that are going to be finding themselves squeezed out or in a position where exactly the business model they've had and how they've run their business is no longer legal or it's no longer viable. So it's going to, we're going to have a lot of growing pains in this industry. People are from, from the very beginning, you know, those growers who've been there, the, the activists who've been pounding the pavement and, and blazing the trail for us. It's, they're all going to have to be constantly shifting their perspective and, and their, the way that they manage their business as time rolls on. It's, you know, we're going to find different things are going to happen too. If it does end up becoming schedule three or if it get, becomes descheduled. So there's just, it's just a constant never ending change. Yes. And it seems also that when the, when you do start to get marijuana being available at the retail level and through the dispensaries, there, there's choices in the markets. And yeah. so how you market and how you position yourself, you still have to go through that branding exercise. You still have to understand who you're going to tailor to and how you're going to communicate to them so that you can get them in your doors. I mean, ultimately there's going to be a shakeout, right? And, and those that are the stronger marketers might be the ones that are left standing. Well, I think that's true for any industry. Mm -hmm. But the thing with cannabis is we're all starting at the same starting line right now. Right. So this is where it's very unique in this industry because I'm not a small business trying to come in and fight my way through all of these brands who've already, you know, staked their claim in the industry. The other thing that makes it really interesting when you look at a competitive landscape is that we're looking state to state. Just because I have a product in California, if I want to have that product also available in Colorado, I have to set up a licensing deal. It's not as easy as just getting distribution across state lines or being able to sell online. You have your, it's very, very regional unless you're an ancillary product. I can offer my services to anyone in any state. If I'm a manufacturer, that game completely changes. So, you know, we're looking at brands that are going to be very, very, very strong on a regional level. Maybe only in, you know, Northern California, everyone will know them and they'll dominate the market. But once you go to Southern California, they have no presence. And, and I think we'll also find dominating California. We may also find dominating the West Coast versus the East Coast. So there are going to be a lot of different ways that we can actually compete within this industry that other industries don't allow. But it's also going to get really crowded really fast because there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of... Uh, especially women that I talk with who are interested in starting businesses in cannabis, they've all been led here because it's a personal passion. Their lives have been so deeply affected by it. So they're willing to throw all of their time and money and energy into starting their businesses because there are these huge passion projects for them. So we're going to have a lot more of those types of businesses starting than I, I believe any other industry we've seen because it has that deep, deep connection. But if you're right, if they don't understand how you build a brand and how you market yourself to get the word out, we're going to see a lot of them close up shop pretty quickly as well. Marketing is important no matter what it is you're doing. But here you really need to understand where am I going to be competing? Am I competing regionally? Am I right. competing statewide? Am I competing? And, and building that brand from there and, and back to your original point, which was, you know, you have to go through these branding exercises. You have to take the time to say, who am I? Who am I talking to? And then this last piece that 
I don't hear enough conversation about as a part of that, which is what am I going to say? Because now you have to be a content producer. And so if you've got your brand figured out and you know how you're going to market it, but you don't know what that content on your daily feed is going to be, that's a major column or major pillar in your program that's going to be weak. So it, you really do have to take the time to do all three of those things. Understand who you are, what your position is going to be. Understand who you're talking to, what they want from you. And then what are you going to say? So let's talk about Caden. And you're, you've got an online education program for cannabis entrepreneurs. And, and you're really, your passion, yes. just in looking through your materials, is about empowering women to not just be entrepreneurial, but to be really smart entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad that that, <laughs> glad that was evident. Yeah, you know, I've been a small business owner most of my life. I think I had, was fired from my last job in 2000. <laughs> and I realized, you know, I'm just, I'm not a good employee. I need to, I need to work for myself. I'm self-directed. And so I've been working, you know, I've had my own company for a very long time. And I've had a lot of issues in that time period that a lot of women can relate to. You know, when you're a service provider, you're always chasing down that last check, trying to get your clients to make good and the delivery so that you, you know, it's just this ongoing struggle. And I've learned a lot trial by fire. And if I could go back and do it over again, I would want to start my career as an entrepreneur with the kind of program I'm building at Caden. Because there are so many different ways that we, we focus on our business, which is generally like if I'm a product maker, I'm going to put all of my energy and attention and research into how to make that best product, right? Right. I'm not really, when I look at my accounting or I look at my legal contracts, it's like later yeah. or I don't know what to do so I'm not gonna do it and you know when we look at the statistics that um, what is it only 25% of businesses will still be open after the first two and a half years Wow the numbers are very very low and don't quote me on that one because I but it's a very low number it's like a very small percentage of small businesses make it past the first two and a half years and that isn't because small business is so impossible. It's because the people running those businesses haven't done their due diligence across the board. So maybe you've got a great product, but your sales team just had no clue what to do, so you mm -hmm. couldn't move the product. Or you've got a great sales team, but your customer service are total jerks. And they've alienated everyone. So there are, you can always figure out the reasons. It isn't just this blanket idea that small business is hard, it's too hard to do. Because if you're fully educated and you really understand the legal, financial, marketing, the activism, especially you have to have it as part of your business in cannabis. And then beyond that, you know, how do you get trained on the little things that you need? I don't know how to set up my QuickBooks. You know, those little things become huge problems in our business when we don't know where to turn, the answers aren't right there, so it doesn't get done. And that's what I want to help women avoid. I want to make these resources available to them. I want the training available to them so that they can have a place to go and say, hey, I need this information. Let me ask the community. I need to understand how to do this simple little program over here. They're great. There's a product demo there, so I can see if it's actually something I need before I mean to get stuck in a sales call with somebody. So mm -hmm. 
there's all these little places that we can kind of plug the holes of our entrepreneurial bucket and make it a stronger, uh, smarter offering, whether we're seeking investing or we're trying to build it from the ground up on our own. There are a lot of things that we can do that we don't do to put off the, that becoming that statistic. I had a conversation with a small business owner who they've been in business for a year and they're looking to expand and actually get a, a physical footprint. And they're looking at space to, to rent so that they can run their business out of this space. And when I said to, when she said that to me, I said to her, Oh, I just took a really deep breath. I said, you know, good for you. It's very, it's a very brave step, but I feel like she was missing some things. I, she, you know, the accounting, the finance, the legal piece and the marketing piece. And she even said to me, I had a, I had an agency who gave me a price and they told me it was going to be about $8,000. And I'm thinking $8,000 for what? Because she didn't even really know what, what she needed. So how could the agency give her that quote? And I feel like, you know, being on the agency side, I feel like you do a disservice to agencies all around when you do something like that, but that's a whole other conversation. But I think that there's definitely educational content that business owners need to look for. So tell us what kind of educational content should cannabis owners look for? What are, what are those, those two, those three, those four things that they really need to, to get their, their arms wrapped around or a resource for when they're starting out? So the, we broke Canaan down into six different modules. One is legal. And we start with legal because without legal protection, don't even bother getting into business. Yeah. Especially if you are in cannabis. I mean, it's one thing in any traditional business, but when you step into the cannabis world, your legal needs to come first because you need to make sure it, you know, in, in cannabis, it's twofold. Generally, when you're looking at legal, you're looking at protecting yourself, right? From the outside world. Right. When it comes to cannabis, you have to make sure that you're being protected from the outside world, but also that you're not make, create, breaking any laws yes. because it is still federally illegal. So now your uh, legal vulnerability has gone up and you want to make sure that you are 100 and 100 percent buttoned up and compliant with your state laws. So you need a team of people that is going to be able to look at your situation and help you determine any legal risk that you have. And you need a team. So it's your, your trademark attorney. You cannot enter this market without a brand and without trademarking it. You'll put yourself at huge risk. Um, you also need to make sure that your licenses, anything that you're applying for, that you filled it out properly criminal attorney to help protect you in case you do find yourself in a vulnerable situation. So you need a, a team of attorneys. So you need to find an attorney who can help you understand who that team is and guide you and introduce you to the right people. Then once you have that set up, then you need to look at your finances. You need to understand where your money's coming from and where it's going to go, how long it's going to take you to make the money you need to scale your business. And then what are those financial goals that you have? And then, because you're in cannabis, you have to understand 280E, which is basically the law that was put on the books by a drug dealer who was making a ton of money, and the IRS wanted a cut of it. So even though he was operating an illegal business, he still had to pay taxes on the income he was making. So the same thing goes true for cannabis, even though most of us have to be a cash business because we can't bank with federal banks. Right. 
So, you know, there, there are all of these things around the financials that you really need to be very clear on before you dump a bunch of money into starting your business. Um, and also, how do you keep your books? You will get audited. Your cannabis business, you better make sure that those books are kept to a T. And then understanding that most of the things that you have as a cannabis business, you can't write off. But there are things that you can. So making sure that you're uh, saving those receipts and, and keeping good records. The next thing is marketing. So I'm, I'm assuming that you already have your product taken care of. I don't deal with your product. That is, you bring that to the table. This is what you want to push out into the world. We help you build that business structure mm -hmm. around it. So then the next thing is marketing. You've got packaging, trade shows. How do you understand, for instance, you know what, I've got, I've got $1,000 to spend on marketing. What do I do with it? Right. Now, cannabis is interesting because you can't advertise on Google and you can't advertise on Facebook. So well, how do you reach your audience? So understanding how you take those dollars and make them valuable to you. Right. Sponsoring events. What does that mean? How do I understand how to go about that as somebody who has some money, I'm a small business, I want to get the word out. What are my options? Uh, so really understanding that, how you put a, a, a budget together for marketing. And then social media, because you can't be a business today without it. And even though you're going to have an uphill climb as a cannabis company in social and on social media, there are a lot of options for you. So really understanding what those are because those are going to be your lifelines for your promotion. Um, and then public relations, because again, as a cannabis company, we have restrictions on how much we can market and promote ourselves. So if we can get the attention of the press, if we can get our story told through public relations, we need to understand how to pull those levers. And then finally, I believe the most one of the most important things that you need to do as a cannabis business is become an advocate because your business will be affected based on where you base your business, which city it's in. And if you are not active on city council, if you are not going to those meetings, if you don't know everything that's going on in your local area, you are, you could be shut down because you're suddenly within the city limits of a state or a city that's just decided we don't want it anymore. So how do you become an activist? How do you approach your city council? How do you find out when meetings are? What do you put together to pitch the city council when you do go to a meeting? All of these things are really important. So these are, these we believe are like your basic fundamentals. And if you have all of those things put in place and you've got a good product, you've really got a winning shot now at, at succeeding. And the other piece of it is it isn't just education because we think there's, there are two things you really need to have. One is education and the other is community. So you need women around you who are in the same boat or who are further along their path than you are, that you can say, hey, how do I do this? Do you have any connections? I'm struggling with this and I'm not sure. So that now you not only, you're not operating in a vacuum. You're not operating all by yourself with nowhere to turn and you don't know what to do. So Caden provides that group through Women Entrepreneurs in Cannabis, which is an open Facebook group, anyone is welcome to join who is interested in building a cannabis business. Um, and, and that's our open group where we have these conversations. And I'm seeing every day women collaborating, hiring each other, placing jobs, finding events, creating friendships. The education program that you have, that you provide, it's an online education program. So yes. is it something that people can pace at their own Yes. And we're actually, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be rolling out in December a membership model. And so for $20 a month, 
um, you're able to actually have access to that course. Plus, we're going to be offering free training videos. So 30-minute videos on how do you use Canva? How do you set up your QuickBooks? So we'll be creating a library oh, of those kinds of things. Um, you'll also be able to get group discounts on uh, cannabis property insurance, health insurance, those kinds of things, and then product demos. And one of the things I'm really excited to offer, because I've worked with so many small businesses, especially around the time when technology really started to become a deep part of our business. So, you know, platform, enterprise platform A says, oh, we have this really great product. Every cannabis owner needs to see it. So how do they get the message out? by bombarding small business owners. Right. And small business owners are already overwhelmed. They don't know how to make decisions about this new technology that doesn't make any sense to them. They've had three people approach them. Now the salesperson won't stop calling. Ah, but they need the product. They actually probably do need it. So I want to build that bridge so that, you know, I'm a busy entrepreneur, but I know I need some inventory software. So if I go to Caden Academy, I can look at some of the product demos that these companies have done and I can see their product and decide, you know, maybe I do want to explore it. Okay, well, great. Now I can get a product discount on it. Or now I've on my own time been able to watch a demo about it, decided it's not really for me, the features aren't there. So now it creates a different learning experience for the entrepreneur as opposed to being, you know, really bombarded by it. They can kind of pick and choose and do it on demand. So that's what your basic $20 a month membership will provide. And then in January, I'm going to be releasing mentorship. So that will be um, our second tier. And what that is, is you'll be able to call in to a video call once a week with other people. And, um, you know, let's say the first mentor Monday of the month is our legal team. And you'll be able to ask our legal team questions and listen to other people's questions about, you know, what kind of lawyer do I need to find? Where can I find someone? They won't be able to actually give you legal advice on your business, right. but they can help you understand how to think about the law around your business. Um, we'll also have accountants and CPAs, investors, marketing, socially. All of these types of mentors are going to be available for that membership for you to be able to call in once a week. And then you'll also be able to watch the library of those calls as well. So we're hoping that that will get women kind of coming out and really empowering themselves to find the answers that they need. Now they have a way to get it. And then at some point next year, um, probably around February or March, we're going to be rolling out our um, accountability groups. So what we're going to do is take a pod of 10 to 15 women and it'll be a six month commitment where they all kind of start at the same place and then work together. Um, every two weeks we do a call and we'll move them along in their business together as a group. So my hope is that what we'll be able to do is create really successful businesses that are full of women supporting each other as they grow their businesses. That's great. Well, we're definitely going to have links to you and to uh, the Caden Academy on the show notes, but where else can our uh, listeners find you? Um, on Facebook at women, it's a Facebook group. It's called women entrepreneurs in cannabis. Please. If you're a woman interested in cannabis, join us there. It's a really phenomenal group. Um, you can also find me at marker, M A R K Y R.com. Um, that is my social media and marketing agency. And you can also find me at Kira Reed on Twitter. Great. And so before we go, I'm going to ask you to share more information. We generally ask our guests to give our listeners one tip, trick, or tool that they could 
put in place uh, today, and it doesn't have to be specific to cannabis. It could be marketing in general or a life tip. So I think I'm going to go back to what we talked about earlier, because in the 15 years I've been in marketing and the 10 years I've been in social media, the number one thing that I see people get wrong is this three pieces we're talking about. Who am I? So as an exercise today, if you're struggling with your marketing or branding, take a few minutes and really write down who you think you are as a brand, not as you as a person, but who is your brand? And one really good way to do this is to focus on your values. What is this company value? Why did this company start to begin with? What is the product that you're making? What good is it doing? What solution is it solving? Do you use sustainable products? If you do, why? What are the values of this business? That's a really great way to start communicating who you are through what you value as a business. Second, think about who you're talking to. And when you do that, I want you to think about what is the emotional place that people are at when they show up to buy your product? Even if it's a small gift item, there's always a little bit of anxiety there. I want to make sure I get the right gift, right? right? So what is that? Drill down and really find out what is the thing that they're dealing with on an emotional basis when they come to your product or service. And then I want you to start looking at your customers, not all of them, but, but pick one or two emotions that they generally show up with and start talking to them there. The third thing is when you know who you are and you know who you're talking to, then you can start developing really great social media content that's just based on what your values are and what your customers want. You never have to worry about what you're going to say again. Pull from your values. Pull from your customers. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel every time you sit down to develop content. Those are the only two things that you need to be making your content about. And trust me, it's endless. Once you understand those two things, you'll have so much content to talk about and your content will be more effective. And I think that is good advice for anybody on social mm -hmm. media. I, as I discussed with you, work with many casinos and casinos, I think, have struggled with doing the right thing in social media. And, and that's a good exercise, you know, and, and as far as who you are, sometimes that changes. And I think that's always worth mm -hmm. revisiting periodically, Absolutely. especially Absolutely. when you're a new business, because you start out with, you know, this kind of goal in mind over here and somehow as your business has developed who you are has shifted a little yes and and you've got to be really careful about that because when it comes to social media if people see a, um, a disconnect between who you think you are and who they think you are right? you're saying maybe you've evolved things have changed but you're still kind of holding to this old image there are these micro experiences that we have emotionally online and most people, it happens even below their awareness. But once you lose them because you seem inconsistent, it's all it takes is just a hair of inconsistency and they're out. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Kira, so much for your time. I really appreciate this and I will see you soon because I think we're both attending MJ BizCon in Las, in Las Vegas. Yes, and I'm going to have you on my show Mentor Mondays in our Women Entrepreneurs in Cannabis. We're going to do a Facebook live streaming, so I'm looking forward to that too. And yes, I will see you in Vegas next week. I will love to do that. Um, but thanks everyone for listening. We'll have links to Kira and the Caden Academy and how you can find her in our show notes at www.jcarcamoassociates.com/slash drive time-marketing. 
Thank you for joining us on Drive Time Marketing. To leave us a review, visit our website at acarkamoassociates.com slash drivetime dash marketing. Drive Time Marketing is sponsored by M Partners, practicing the science of why. Why walking through your doors is completely different than walking through your competitor's door. Find out more about M Partners at mpartners.com. Until next time, keep driving towards your goals with great marketing.